The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Angel Talk. I'm Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. I'm really excited about this episode because I have a couple of people, guests on my show today that I'm personal fans of. I have Traveler's Moon visiting today, Kelly McCarville and Chris Nielsen. They are paranormal investigators, and they've been doing this work for over 30 years, and they blend technical, intuitive, spiritual approaches. And I watch them on Facebook, and they often go live and do their investigations. And I love it so much because you get to see them in action. And they're just so down to earth and so funny. And it's so nice to see people who are very talented and gifted in what they do. And have obviously practiced and done the work and are very just, I don't know, I guess down down to earth seeing what they do. So find them on Facebook. We're going to let you know how to find them soon, but I want to welcome Kelly and Chris. Welcome to the show. You know, you're, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> Very. Thank you for all those words. That, that means a lot to us. You know, we, we work hard to, to do what we do, but um, we, we try to have a good time and yet take it seriously, but it, it means a lot to hear that people are appreciating that. So thank you. I can tell that you do that. I can tell that at some point you probably started because you realized, oh, we have a gift here and this is fun. And maybe you didn't realize how amazing and moving it was going to be for people. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, for definitely. the most part, we started because it was just something that we were both personally interested in. It was something we did. I hate to say just for fun, but yet. But it was a lot more casual, I guess, than yeah. it is now. Like when people like say, like, what are your hobbies? For some reason, this doesn't like come to mind because it feels like some like next step above what you would call like a hobby. Like, yeah, it's, it's bypassed being a hobby into something that we're very serious about and that we take. It's part of our DNA now. It is. Yes, it's part of you. Yeah, I can relate. It is part of you, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. How did you get started doing this? Want me to go first? Go for it. Um, so... I was actually, so 
I, I'm a paranormal investigator, but I'm also a psychic medium. Um, I've had abilities since I was a little girl, didn't necessarily know I had abilities, but had things that I could do that other people didn't. Um, you combine that with at the age of 10 going on 11, we moved into a house that was haunted. And uh, so between all of that, I talked to my mother a lot, who also had an interest in the paranormal and is extremely intelligent. Um, and we just continued to build that interest in the paranormal, uh, living with spirits, you have to learn how to interact with them and, and how to live with them, if that's the right word. Um, but started figuring out later on in life, you know, that there was, there was maybe, I just felt called to do more with it just than experience it, like go out there and help share the story of the locations, go out, and help share the stories of the spirits and, and help people if, if we can. So that was kind of my path. So yeah. help people living in dead. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love, and I love how your mom was supportive. Oh yeah. I was, I was very lucky. I know Chris had a bit different. Yeah. So mine's not quite the same. Uh, my, like how this all kind of got started for me is very, I've started referring to it as like your standard issue ghost hunter, <laughs> um, where I was, I grew up in a house that was very haunted. So uh, you know, been at this for quite a while now. I've been to a lot of places, and in my mind, it's still like top five most haunted places I've ever been. Uh, and that was actually my grandparents' house growing up. Um, and they played a big part in raising me, so I was there quite a lot. And it was just kind of an environment where, like, it was casually talked about. So I, I guess that is very kind of similar to Kelly's, where yeah. it wasn't like this weird taboo thing at grandma and grandpa's house. No, it was it just, just kind of like, of like, oh, we haven't heard from the ghost for a while, and boom, you'd hear something, you know? Oh yeah, or. Uh, like, common conversation yeah uh you know damn it stop messing up my carpet it was a, a a famous line of my grandma uh <laughs> she had this beautiful persian uh blue persian rug and i remember hearing her tell stories of like she would like vacuum it and it'd be all nice and clean she'd turn around come back one second and there's these little dirty footprints on it and <laughs> so it became like a very they were just kind of parts of the family mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. A, around the age of eight years old um i saw my first ghost and it was very tangible he was very much there and it wasn't one of those quick fleeting things he was there for quite a few seconds um and it was kind of nice because as I got older I kind of got into the paranormal and my roots are very much technology based um I was very like I started doing this because I saw the people you know I got a hold of a bunch of Hans Holzer books when I was like 14 15 and you know F a certain point you know you saw people doing on and on tv and i was like uh, my dad and i actually co-founded our first team together we're like you know what we can do that uh, we can do this thing and it was like that sleepy 2 a.m decision it just kind of snowballed mm -hmm. <laughs> because it, it has it hasn't really slowed down and over the years it's opened up a lot of other doors for me both in like personal opportunities and um spiritual growth so now i and I have a hard time with this. So I identify as a, a person who can see things. And I know I'm not schizophrenic <laughs> because I can turn it on and off. Yes. Um, but some, I, I'm sure some people call that like a clairvoyant psychic. So um, I can see spirits. It's not too frequent. They actually speak to me, but that does happen on occasion. Um, and I'm also a, a shamanic practitioner, um, like neo-shamanic practitioner, depending on how you feel like phrasing it. But that also has you know, kind of given me a kind of different approach to uh, spirits and spirit communication. 
So I think that's where we mesh things well. So we both have uh, we, what we call like the woo-woo stuff. Uh, but my roots being as heavily in technology as it used to be, it, it makes it so we're not just doing one thing or the other. We're trying to find like kind of what the bridge is for those two things. And thank goodness that he does have the technology background that he has because I can do that stuff, but I have a tendency to break electronics. Like something about my energy messes with electronics. So it's never been my forte. So yeah. We're, she also we're does not pay attention to the fact that she's holding a camera ever. There's a lot of shots <laughs> of the floor when I'm holding the camera. I'm looking at other things in my mind. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing pictures and shows in my mind. I can't pay yes. attention to where that camera is yes. going. Come on Plus now. you're so electric, you probably drain batteries and can't wear watches and things like that. I, I have problems with watches um, and it isn't just draining batteries. It's literally they'll stop working. Yeah. One, one of the stories that I've shared with people before is like um, there was a camera that it was working and somebody handed it to me and it instantly stopped working. So I handed it back to the person and said, I don't know what I did, but it stopped working and it started working as soon as I handed it back. And they checked it all over. It's all working. They hand it back to me. It instantly stops again. I hand it back to them. It starts working again. It's like, don't hand me stuff. Just don't <laughs> hand me things. It's, I don't know. I just mess with stuff. Well, I love that you two have found a partnership too, because I've learned doing this work that we're really not intended to carry this gift by ourselves. We're really meant to find people that can fill our gaps and help us share this work and it's joyful that way and it's exciting and it's safe that way don't you think oh absolutely oh yeah definitely um it is it's just kind of a nice you know chemistry when we're actually doing what we're doing but we also like to joke so kelly is very prone to more hearing things and uh that clairsentience and i have the tendency to see things so together we actually make two halves of a whole sidekick which is useful <laughs> you do you do have really good chemistry i have noticed that that's really fun to watch yeah. i always wonder when i'm watching you if somebody's going to see that and offer you like a discovery channel show or something let's just put that out there <laughs> universe discovery channel let's go <laughs> we, we can put that out there. I, we, I will put that out there yeah we, we've yeah. got a lot of friends that are on the discovery channel so you know we we would be in good company but um, you know, it, great. I know that's a lot of people's goal. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. We're still going to keep doing what oh, we yeah, do. Definitely. So, you're already doing it. You're already doing what you're supposed to be doing. So that would just yeah. be great. That's wonderful. Right? Wonderful. All right. I have a few questions for you. Are you up for some questions? Absolutely. What is the most haunted location you have investigated? Oh my. We get this question all the time. Ooh, you would think this and it's, would be easier. Oh to answer. yeah, it's never an easy question, and it's weird because on occasion I will actually like shake up the answers. And I yeah, because because it, it is like straightforward as a question as a sound. There's like a lot of nuance to it because uh, there's been times where like we'll say like oh this is like one of the most you know crazy places we've ever been, and we'll talk to a you know another person, another group of people, and be like yeah I didn't uh, I, I didn't get a whole lot out of that place. Mm -hmm. So I think there is some personal chemistry involved because you know when you're dealing with you know spirits of the deceased you're dealing essentially with people who have ditched the mitsu mm -hmm. and uh just like you know us us living fleshy types you're gonna have some people that you just have the tendency to uh jive better with and i think too it, it goes on are you looking for consistency or are you looking yes. for that wild factor because for me if i'm going for consistency mason house still has to rank up there as one of the top ones but that's partially because I've been there probably 60, 70 times and 
every time I'm there, we get something. Some of it has been fantastical. Some of it has been really mild. Sometimes it's been really quiet, but it's consistent. But it, if you compare the things that happen at Mason House to like Velisca, the energy doesn't begin to compare to, because Velisca is just so overwhelmingly scarred and oppressive and icky. <laughs> and so right. Mason House is located where? Um, that's in Bentonsport, Iowa. It's this little bitty speck of a town that's 10 miles north of the Missouri border. It uh, was on established the Mississippi? on the Des Moines River, on the oh. Des Moines River. Okay. Yeah, it's um, a steamboat in and the town is like you've stepped back to the night to the 1860s. It's oh, just yeah. like frozen in time. It's the cutest little town. Like the inn itself is older than the state of Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's it's very, very cool. And um, we do have some live videos on our Facebook streams from from Mason House. Um, but yeah, it's just a super cool place. And you yeah. recently went to the hotel in Fort Madison, which is where I spent my honeymoon in my first marriage, which as a psychic, I got no sleep that night. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> What's that hotel called in Fort uh, Fort Madison? Uh, that is the Kingsley. Kingsley, yes. Yeah, check that out. That was pretty cool too. So yeah, Velisca, let's get back to that. So Velisca, a lot of people go to Velisca as a tourist attraction. What's your take on people going to such a a dense location as a tourist attraction. What do you think about that? Ooh, that's a, so it's kind of a mixed mixed feelings because on one hand, I I can understand the, the people's like macabre fascination with what happened that night. And I guess like Reader's Digest version for anybody who doesn't know about the Velisca Axe Murder House. This was a, this is a little house in the middle of nowhere town in Iowa called Velisca. Um, where in 1912, uh, eight people were uh, killed with an axe. And it's actually, to this day, one of Iowa's most uh, notorious unsolved murders. So I think part of, I guess, why it's happening is there's just that kind of that general, you know, macabre fascination with stuff like that. Um, and I guess there, it's kind of a, a mixed batch there because it's, I mean, on one hand, we're very open to the idea of, you know, keeping history alive and that's cool and that's good. But the location itself is, I always go to the word gross. It just, it feels like a nasty wound. Yeah. And I think, I, I guess I look at it this way is that, you know, they did try to have families live in there after all of this happened. And some of the families that lived there afterwards had trouble living there. So if it continued to be a, a location that nobody could live in, eventually it would have been torn down. Eventually it would have been abandoned. and potentially that history would have been lost, you know, and, and these eight people, which included six children might've been forgotten. You know, I'm not saying that it would ever have not been in the history books, but they could have been forgotten in this way that the tragedy, they are not being forgotten. And I think maybe I would be more bothered by it if I believed that their spirits were actually trapped there. But the, the few times that, that I've been there, um, I don't know that I necessarily feel like the spirits of the family are actually there. It's more a scar of what happened at that location. So we're feeling the energy of those horrific events that happened. 
I agree. Yeah. I get the sense it's stuck in the wood or mm-hmm. it, yeah, I've, I've not sensed that I've not been there, but when I check in remotely, I've not sensed that anyone is stuck there or uh, yeah, that in, and perhaps if they are crossed over whatever verbiage you'd use that they are able to come back and, and visit and from their dimension yeah. for but sure. I mean, one of the last times I was there, I mean, I know they can come and visit because Lena did come and talk to me. Oh, um, neat. So I know that they can, but I don't think that they're there all the time and having to go through that all the time or else I, I think it would either. bother me more, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I don't think they are either. Do you think they ever get upset with people who come and do seances or anything like that? Do they allow seances? Uh, I mean, I'm sure people break the rules. I'm sure people break the rules. And I don't know. I always have this weird kind of mental association when you do like a paranormal investigation. There's there's not a whole lot of a difference between like a seance and a bunch of people who happen to be sitting in a circle in the room, but instead of like, you know, holding hands and making a you know theatrical yeah. and tell me wrong like just, the the preparation and the mental setting is important for stuff like a seance but i don't think there's a huge difference between you know people gathered around a table holding hands and people casually sitting around a room around a you know a, a digital voice recorder you're right um, or someone using a pendulum or someone using a Ouija board right. or somebody using a spirit box i mean it's all the same type of activity you're still trying to connect with those spirits you know so i mean so, as long as you're doing it safely yeah and as when it comes to like the actual spirits themselves i don't i think you're going to have a kind of a mixed batch there because you know when you're dealing with spirits you're dealing with people and when you're dealing with people there's a huge variety in personality so i think there's some people that get kind of catharsis in knowing that they're being remembered uh we got that like waverly hill sanatorium Mm -hmm. um a place Mm -hmm. like felisca you know when we go in it's not so much about tell me how you died because we we know that story it's more approaching it like you know tell us how you lived what you know what was your favorite games to play how did you spend your summers you know and and that's not just felisca that's anywhere we go yes we have to remember that there's more to them than just their death they had so much life before their death Let's talk to them about that. Yes. And sometimes the passing is so fast that there isn't a lot of memory about the death and they'd rather tell you where they put their Christmas tree. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. The, yeah. I lo- my parents live in a beautiful, big Victorian house in Southern Iowa. And when I go visit, I love to see the families that live there, especially around the holidays just show up for a moment and wink at me and see, oh, this is where we put our tree. It looks nice there, Rachel, but I sure loved it over here. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's so nice. It's nice. Yeah. Well, at least you're not getting the ones that are like moving the Christmas tree. Out of here. Oh, <laughs> I mean, on occasion. Yes. but <laughs> It belongs okay. over here. We all know. We're all used to that stuff by now. Oh, yeah. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. 
Okay, uh, what's the scariest thing that you have encountered in your investigations? Do you get, you probably don't get scared that much at this point. <laughs> you oh, would, no, yeah. I was going to say, you wouldn't think so, but absolutely. Abso um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just one of the most recent that you screamed about something. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're in this old prison and I'm in a, oh, yeah. a cell that had, like, we're, so basically, oh, I'm sitting crazy. around and I'm trying to kind of digest and understand what this funky energy I'm getting is. And I'm, you know, minding my own business and it's dark and it's not necessarily comfortable. And I, unbeknownst to me, Kelly moved within like three feet of me and spoke and well, I yelped. <laughs> it okay, was... In my defense, though, I had been in the cell next to him. And he, we'd heard this ruckus from the cell he was in. And I'm like, what are you doing? He says, I'm climbing up onto one of the beds under the top bunk. So I expected him to be on the top bunk. So when I walked over to the cell he was in and saw this shadow standing between the two beds, I got a little scared and I was about to ask him, is that you? Well, it was, yeah, it was him. <laughs> he didn't make it up on the bunk because it was not sturdy. So yeah, so, that yeah. was a real. And scare. Honestly, I was gonna say it, it. It tends to be more like the real life things that like startle and spook us. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. For, so, I've been at this long enough, and I have the tendency to overanalyze, you know, thoughts and feelings and all that stuff. So I've almost like started to categorize fear. So like jump scares, like you know, I've been in a room where uh, within like five minutes, heating vents are getting banged on, milk caps like yeah. uh, off a gallon are being thrown. A uh, two-wheeled push cart got flipped over. And in the moment, that was probably the scariest series of events uh, for me. Um, in a, I'm going to chalk it up to a fit of young and dumb. In uh, <laughs> 2012, um, I was working on a documentary. And there's a location here in Iowa called the Edinburgh Manor, um, which is way up there on my list of haunted locations that favorites. I've been to period and favorites. Uh, but I closed myself in there alone for five days. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> this, this is a place with very weird energy. Uh, I was the Jones County poor farm from 1856 to 1910, uh, 1911. The building was opened as the Jones County home for the incurably insane, uh, which is the most pessimistic name for an institution <laughs> you could possibly come up with. Um, and yeah, fit of young and stupid. And I, it wasn't a singular event from that time, but over the course of those five days, I, I really, and not just then, but after the fact, started subscribing to this idea that like, is there like a potential for like a paranormal PTSD sort of thing? Uh, I, I can definitely tell you my scariest. <laughs> and I will tell you, I will preface the story like I always do. I understand how horror movie fantastical this sounds, but I swear on my children's life, this is how this happened. <laughs> there is a place in Western Iowa called Malvern Manor. And there is this super long hallway that goes down to what's called the nurse station because it was a nurse's station. Um, but we had just arrived and we were trying to get stuff set up, getting some cameras set up. We hadn't even begun investigating. And I walked by the end of the hallway and I saw some light change down at the end of the hallway. So I thought, I'm just going to stand up here at the end of the hallway, watch that light, figure out if there's a logical explanation for it. So we can know going through the investigation tonight that, that we're going to see this and this is why. So as I'm standing there looking down the hallway towards the nurse's station, I see this typical horror movie, little old lady. 
She's about five foot, five foot one. She's got on her long white nightgown. She's got her scraggly little gray hair that looks like it had been up in a bun, but that she let it down for the evening. And she just peeks out around the corner of the wall and looks at me like, oh, there's someone standing there. And she peeks and she disappears behind the wall again. And I'm like, well, that was fun. So I'm standing there watching and she peeks out again, like she's still there. <laughs> and she's not really saying anything to me, but I, you know, as a psychic, I can feel that energy. So I'm feeling her energy change. She keeps peeking out. And every time it starts getting just a little more aggressive, like, well, what are you doing there? Mm. Why are you there? Mm. You can go away now. And so I can't even tell you how many times she peeked out, but finally it was getting uncomfortable and she peeks out from the wall for the final time. And rather than ducking right back in, she just stares me down. And so she's staring at me and I'm staring at her and I had this, yeah, let's see where this goes. Thought that was a bad thought. She drops on all four and horror movie crawls up the hallway towards me faster than a split second. You know, that whole split second thing, it happens. She covered the distance in no time and frozen in fear. I didn't think was a real thing, but it is. And finally my brain engaged. It's like, move you idiot. And I took off and yeah, it, it was terrifying. It, every time I share the story, I get goosebumps and it's, oh my goodness. It sounds absolutely ridiculous, but that is how it that stuff happens. And yeah. And so we think that it might have been one of the spirits. I don't know because I've never seen the spirit myself, but I wonder if it isn't potentially one of the spirits there called Gracie. Mm. Um, Gracie was, uh, but uh, Malvern Manor has a lot of documentation on the, the residents that stayed there. Um, she was a resident who was documented as having 13 different split personalities oh. and she will sound different, appear different to people. So I don't know if it's her. Cause like I said, she won't show herself to me normally. Cause she likes the gentleman, not the ladies, which is just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she loves Chris won't talk to me. So, um, but yeah, terrifying. Well, that's going to give me a bad dream. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I've seen some scary things too, but boy, that tops the list. That is very scary. It wow. Was, it was, yeah. And yet this is our calling. I, I've gone back many, many yes. times since then. And I've right. gone down that hallway. I go down that hallway and sit by myself. Um, Cause you're protected. But yeah, I mean, I know I, even in the, in the moment I knew I was okay, but my brain had trouble registering that because yes. it was terrifying, but yes. yeah, we, we definitely still th see things that we, that make us jump or make us squeal a little bit or sets us on edge, but well, I wonder if that's part of our safety mechanism, because if it seemed like it was all no big deal, we might, we might lose our edge and forget, okay, <laughs> we are here to honor this spirit and to discover this spirit, right? And to just kind of stay in our lane a little bit. We're here to discover and to honor and to tell the story. Yeah. And help, help their stories be help. told, you yes, know? Yes, absolutely. That's one of the things I love about your work is that you don't go in there to interrogate or to, to, um, I don't know, sometimes when I watch, I call them ghosty shows when they were really, mm -hmm. when they were really popular, I'd get really upset because I thought, what, what must it be like for spirit to go through those few days of that taping and be offered help, but then no help 
comes to them. That must feel awful, but I always feel like when I see you visiting, you you talk to them and you offer them help and you give it to them. And I just have to say, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. We try. I mean, can't I always, right? But you try. Yeah, we try. Yeah. And I think there's nothing more frustrating for both of us is when there's a story out there about a spirit that's just wrong. Yes. And it's, it's been made up them, over the years. Yeah. And it's like, they're made to be this scary, horrible person, or it's a scary, horrible, demonic location. And it's not, you know, it's like, come on guys, let's, let's have a little bit of reality check here. Yes. Or they look really scary and you just say, darling, take that costume off. And it's just a teenager who's so yeah. lonely or sad. And they've just been stuck there for so long and they just yep. need somebody to see them. I mean, after yeah. you yeah. wet your pants first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I hear you have a podcast. Chris, tell us about that. We do, yeah. So it is the uh, the Traveler's Moon podcast. Our producers are Paranormal Buzz Radio. Um, so right now our podcast is actually on its uh, kind of holiday break. Yep. Uh, but normally it's a live show that you can basically find every other Wednesday. Um, and that's obviously a very subjective thing, depending on when you hear this information. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do a live show. Uh, basically, we find a topic that we're kind of into. Um, We'll talk about it for the first half hour and in the second half we really like to open up to like q a because uh, we like we like all this to be in, you know kind of interactive i think that's a big right. part of people actually like getting and sharing information it's not just you know us up you know on some form platform Which vomiting information we do the facebook lives yeah. too it's an opportunity yeah. for the people who are listening or watching watching to interact with us and we we can do our best to try to answer the questions but or answer what we think somebody might want to know, but if they can ask the question, then we know. So yeah, that's wonderful. But so, well, we've we've covered, I mean, paranormal, psychic, you know, new age, metaphysical stuff, cryptids, uh, kind of everything. A little bit of everything. I think the only thing we haven't really touched on is uh, Aliens, UFOs. Yeah, that's coming though, don't you think? Through that, oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, stuff coming up this year. Wowzers. Yeah, we, we, it's on our to-do list and we've got some people in mind for those for those shows, definitely, but oh, I haven't good. got to that one yet, but uh, yeah, like Chris said, we're kind of on a little, this is supposed to be our slow season where we actually are not busy all the time. Um, <laughs> How's that going for you? <laughs> uh, we're, we're down to doing something every other weekend. Yeah, instead <laughs> of every weekend and sometimes <laughs> midweek. Oh, good. Well, I'm really really grateful that you took some time out to spend with us and please find Traveler's Moon on Facebook and check out that podcast. Do you Listen. want to tell them where all they yes. can find us, Chris? Yes. Sorry, please. we got, I distracted him. I interrupted him. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's all good. I, I hadn't even gotten into the real flow state okay. there. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying my best. So I've got this weird thing where I have mental compartmentalization and I have to fall into a character and there's this radio host that kind of falls out when he's like thank you for tuning into the Traveler's Moon podcast as always your host yada 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 um but yeah you can find us anywhere on social media at Traveler's Moon um that's primarily Facebook um we do also work through Instagram and we're trying to get into the the, the TikTok thing the TikTok. um that shows how old we are we're getting into the TikTok. into the TikTok um <laughs> It's one of the, like, we, we resisted for a while, but, you know, I see, we see the trends that social media is taking and yeah. kind of got to hop on that stuff or get out of the way. You got to keep up with the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. 
Um, yeah. Uh, if you look up Traveler's Moon, there's a solid chance you're going to find us pretty much on any platform. Yeah. Please join me January 1st at 11-11-2022 for our yearly overview with the angels, where we look at every month of the year 2022 and receive insight and information about the year ahead. You can find me at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator on Facebook. That's where we're going to go Facebook Live for that beautiful event. So like that page in advance so we can connect. On Instagram, the Angel Counselor. You can always download the free Mind, Body, Spirit FM app and listen to all the shows on this beautiful network, as well as all the shows of mine that are archived. You can click the microphone button and send me a quick message. And of course, find me on my website, rachelcorpus.com. If you haven't heard it today, let me tell you, my loves, you are so loved and I love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, Angel Communicator and Psychic Medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.